Hello and welcome to the Healing Life Podcast. My name is Chris Rudnidge. I'm a healer in Canberra, Australia. I've been doing healing work for about 20 years and it's really accelerated quite a lot in the last three years because I'm doing a lot of work on my emotional self and spiritual self and that's really translating into my sessions becoming deeper with people and able to work more with the psychology that's in the body. So my training is in soft tissue therapy, uh, massage therapy initially. Soft tissue therapy is a form of kind of remedial massage on steroids. Um, there's dry needling involved, there's cupping, positional release techniques, a lot of trigger point work. My fascial release techniques, body reading, there's joint testing, uh, muscle testing, strength testing, um, differential t- tissue diagnosis. So if someone comes in with a shoulder pain, the testing is not always too specific, but it gives a general idea and sometimes, sometimes quite a specific idea. Is it a tendon that's the problem? Is it the muscle? Is there a tear? Is it a joint itself? Is it what they call inert tissue? Uh, so things like the labrum, the bursa, uh, ligaments. Or is it nerve? And soft tissue therapy is very good at treating nerve conditions, especially what's called neural tethering or dural drag. Dural drag is usually seen as a, a short leg on one side with a certain kind of testing. And can very quickly determine is the dural drag, which is essentially the nervous system is like a jumpsuit through the body. It's all linked and continuous, like a jumpsuit. So if there's a tight muscle somewhere, it can cause a rotation in a vertebra somewhere or the sacrum or in the head somewhere too. And that sustaining muscle spasm stops that bone from able to move a certain way. So it actually, it's like if you're pulling on the, uh, the arm of a jumpsuit, It'll affect the other arm of the jumpsuit. If, if, you know, if, if a baby was wearing it, for example, it'll affect the other arm. It'll put tension on the legs as well. It'll put tension on the head. So when there's a dual drag, it's like there's tension throughout the whole nervous system because of one part that can't move properly. So you can determine, is it a sacroiliac joint? Is it the sacrum? Is it the coccyx? Is it somewhere in the ribs? Or is it the neck or in the, in the jaw? And it can very quickly determine, oh, this is the main side of the dual drag. So release the muscles there, and then all of a sudden the, the leg relatively quickly is no longer looking short, it's, they're even again. And then uh, and the usual kind of trimming can be done after to make sure that nothing's being missed and things have been locked in and all sorts of things. So uh, that's dual drag. Um, upper limb tensioning, lower limb tensioning techniques are used to get rid of uh, things like sciatica, uh, weird pains in the arms, m- pains that move around the line of the arm. Uh, one of the theories for why that happens is that there's a bit of swelling that's inside the the sheath around the nerve that keeps moving up and down the nerve line and it can create um, a point of a pinch point in the elbow or the hand or up into the arm or in the neck that kind of thing so soft is very very good at dealing with that so is bone therapy which is my main therapy that i use i use bone therapy in every session that i do uh, I use Bowen in, in an intuitive way as well as the way that I was taught. I use it in quite a few different ways. And in episode two of this podcast, I talked a lot about Bowen therapy and my spin on it. There's many different schools of Bowen therapy. Uh, Bowen therapy links in with uh, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual um, sort of energies. And it can be very effective for creating uh, quite a long-term change in people's um, illnesses and pain conditions. So I'm a Tibetan Reiki master in two Tibetan lineages. Uh, energy work is one of my main skill sets. Uh, when I'm treating, my hands are really warm up and I know I've got to put my hands on 
on some part, uh, you know, the sore point in the body or the origin of where the sore point's coming from. Because in the end, whenever someone comes in with uh, pains, or whenever I touch a body, I'm actually touching psychology. And there's a lot of people who resist that idea as well. But the ones who are able to go into that idea and embody and actually join me in the process, we get some really interesting things happening, a lot of acceptance and acknowledgement and honouring of real deep pain, like emotional pain, uh, pain points. You know, a lot of people don't feel heard in their life. And it's especially when you're in pain and you're not feeling heard. It's, 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 another, it's another pain on top of the pain. Uh, in relationships, you know, one partner doesn't doesn't hear the other, and people start shouting, even though someone's very close. Start shouting because it feels like the distance between you is is so far away, and the person's just not being heard. Other person not showing signs of acknowledgement and honouring, and really wanting to listen and, and ultimately show care to the other person. And for whatever dynamics that can be justified, and it can be uh, worked through, and there can be a lot of healing that can that can happen by doing those kind of things. So a role is a, a healer. So I'm working on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual themes using the techniques that I've gathered over the last 20 years. What I want to talk about today is a really amazing session I had with a client this afternoon, and one of my favorite clients. And I, and I must admit, most of my clients are my favorites, because every session that I have, I, I do a process to make sure that the best me is in the room when I'm treating that person, and, and I'm asking, who are you today? Like in my mind, who are you today? So I can address exactly what's in front of me rather than having a preconceived plan of uh, who I think this person is or what they're going to come in for. I do have a plan, but it's very loose. Uh, but I'm aiming to treat and look at and work with whatever's in the room. Some people, you know, I, the next time I see them, they're actually elated and they're not in the place that they were last time. So we keep working with that. We see if we can make this bump up even further. Can we go deeper and acknowledge some hard, things that may be harder? One of the most useful things I've learned from my mentor, Jason Irving, is that when you're feeling really good, that's the time to work on your really hard stuff. And the reason being is that when you don't work on your hard stuff, it tends to build. It's the law of opposites. So the thing that you don't acknowledge that's building in the, in the shadow, in the subconscious, that you're resisting, you're turning away from all the time, that you, it'll be useful to deal with, but you don't know how or you're too scared to, that thing builds and the more that you focus on just being good and happy and feeling good positive vibes and never acknowledging the things that are difficult and tough which is the nature of this world there's positive and negative in this world there's good and light uh, there's darkness in this world too it's the nature of our reality so just to be focusing on just the positive and the good can cause problems because the things that are negative and that really need to be worked because it's based in your reality and there's a lot of deep enlightenment that can happen from working with the shadow and going into uh, what seems like darkness and shedding light into the darkness that's um that's really working on things in a spiritual way it's really dealing with a lot of personal growth and acknowledging obstacles that really help you to build your character build capacity to hold space for the difficult things inside yourself let alone the difficult things inside others inside your partner, inside your, your children, when you can really sit with your own pain, you can sit with the pain of others. That's uh, such a beneficial gift of working with the wounds that we're all, we all have. So what we work with today was working with her future self, and that's the title of this podcast, how the working with the future self, which is essentially the liberated self of what you're currently dealing with. So we all have right now, if you think about it in your life, 
what are the what's one emotion that you find always keeps getting triggered? It might be just frustration. Frustration is anger's friend. This world is frustrating. We have a we have a goal that we want to get to. We have an idea where we want to go. We keep getting blocked because there's things that need to be liberated inside of us. So liberating the anger or the deep sadness that's inside underneath that anger. That's something to be liberated. There's always thoughts associated with that. It's like, why does this happen to me all the time? Uh, why does this have to be so hard? Um, people will judge me. I can't do this. I just can't do this. Those sort of thoughts, they block us in their tracks. They keep us stuck. And what the, the obstacle in front of us, what it's aiming to help us do is to change who we are. We're not trying to obliterate the obstacle in front. We actually use it to mould who we are to the obstacle and find that the obstacle and us meld and blend and melt and we become a more fluid version of ourselves, a more flowing version. And then there's the limitations. We all have limitations. We have emotions, thoughts and limitations. And limitation might be, you know, when I feel this emotion and I get this thought happening in my mind that tends to make me stuck, I become inert. I stop moving. The goal that I really wanted to get to that I was really hyped up about last week, I got no, no, no momentum at all now because of this thing that's come up. And we use that as a way of what we think is, that means we need to stop doing what we do, what we're doing. The thing is, and the biggest thing that made me change how I was running my life when my teacher said this to me, he said, when you're moving towards your dreams, the things that you really want to achieve in this world, that's when all your shit comes up, all the unfinished work, all the inner work, all the real difficult stuff, the emotions you don't want to face, the thoughts that you don't know how to deal with. The, uh, the addictions that come from those emotions showing up and not knowing what to do, the loss of connection, all that stuff comes up because it's aiming to be liberated. Those, that, those things need to be addressed and the insight and the energy for them uh, mobilised so that you can actually use it to achieve your dream. They're the things in front of you achieving your dream. They're the things that need to mould you to be who you need to be to be actualizing and living that dream it's actually there for you when you first start working with the obstacles in front of you and the very things that are in front of you it feels like these things are in front of me to stop me and it's like it feels like the universe is trying to block me in my tracks but what if the universe was actually giving you exactly what you need to awaken the emotions the energies the thoughts and to liberate the, li- the limitations inside you that's making you that's keeping you stuck the obstacle is actually there for you. It's that we usually don't know how to deal with the emotions and work with the emotions well, um, what they mean, uh, work with the thoughts well, work, uh, how to work with addiction, how to work with becoming inert, how to work with feeling judged and all sorts of things. So once we liberate those things, the liberation means that it no longer has a hold over us. We know how to work through it and work with it. Wow, that obstacle all of a sudden is something for us and not something against us. So when we deal with the future self, we're actually dealing with the part of us that has liberated what, we want to, what we're actually currently finding difficult in our life right now. So the healing session I had today with one of my favourite clients was um, as I put my hands on her diaphragm, to, I was doing some bone work first, and I put my hands on a diaphragm. I usually always work the diaphragm with people because it's, it's to do with our breathing. It's to do with the connection of the torso into the pelvis. It's to do with a diaphragm that isn't functioning properly, especially the left hemi diaphragm, 
when that's not functioning properly, it can make the neck have to do way too much work. The neck actually helps us breathe and it shouldn't do that unless you're working out really heavily. So I worked with the diaphragm and I felt this prickly feeling, almost like a bit sick, uh, a bit staticky, that kind of feeling. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I know where to put my hand now when, uh, when it comes to doing the energy work. So when it comes to it, I put my hands on there, told her this is why. And I just let the, uh, the icosahedron shape go there. It's a, one of the sacred geometry symbols. I let it go there and I let it turn, I let it form, form the crystalline structure, an energetic structure. And then once it's there, I asked why do my hands have to be here today? And when I tune in, I feel like I'm really connected with the client under my hands. I usually hear their voice. Their voice tells me things. So the voice said, I, I need to be tortured to grow. That's what it was. And later she told me that when, she makes a, when she's got to move and make a decision and move forward in her life, if she makes a poor decision, her body will cause her pain. But if she makes a decision that's more easier than usual, doesn't choose the, the harder option, when she chooses the easier option, her body still causes the pain. So, okay, that, that's interesting. Then when I looked at, okay, can you tell me what the emotion is underneath this thought of I need to be tortured to grow? And it was, I heard her voice again, it was self-hate. And I work with self-hate a lot, and that's something that's not acknowledged in, in our society, self-hate. Self-hate is really important for helping us to understand and really love ourselves. Because self-hate points out exactly what we don't find lovable about ourselves, what we despise about ourselves. And it shows us how we can open our heart more to allow more love in and to see really how special we all are. We really are so unique, and the greatest gift we give ourselves is really embodying and living in the world with the with really who we are and not just the mask that we tend to wear all the time but really who we are and what a gift that is it takes um you don't have to prepare you just have to show up uh takes so much pressure out so we work with the self-hate and then as i'm working with that uh, we do a few processes to help integrate that to honor it accept it and really allow that self-hate to be here and allow the the part of her that feels need to be tortured to have its voice because it's there for a really important reason it wouldn't be there if uh if it didn't have a really important reason and some really key insights for her growth and for her future self the embodiment of a future self to to be actualized in the future and then as I've got my hands on there, I feel pain go down my right shoulder. And I have a technique that I use of getting a lot more pains coming into my body that are coming from clients. And it's not coming from their body. It's showing me I need to address this part of their body. So if I get a pain randomly, and it's a random pain that just comes up or it's a pain that comes up in association with a certain line of thinking or thought process I'm having, I ask the pain in my mind... If this pain is not mine, can you please leave immediately? And it's amazing how it just leaves straight away. And if it doesn't leave, then it, I know that it's more to do with my own pain and uh, just maybe my posture that day or something like that. So it was the right shoulder. I put my hand on the right shoulder and we worked on doing a vesica pisicus. It's like a polarity, ex- excuse me, a polarity exercise for working and really honouring and, and embodying and feeling into this part of her that needs to be tortured to grow. And we found amazing things in there. It was a suffering connection, but she really connects to people and she connects to herself more through suffering. So we're not going to take that away without acknowledging that. That's a big way of connecting and showing compassion in the world. 
the, and it builds massive resilience and courage every day to keep moving forward. There's a tenacity about her because of it. It's like this has got a huge thing. It's helped her survive her life. The problem is that it makes body pains, that it makes her unhealthy. It makes her really drain her energy. It makes relationship uh, with her husband and her, her son potentially more difficult because she hasn't enough energy to work uh, on other things. So we acknowledged all that. Then we worked on the polarity of that, which is ease, connection through ease, like such amazing ease, like not having to walk through the mud knee-deep but actually walking on solid concrete. The things are easy, it's light. Um, we're getting deeper connection, we're getting real-time change, real-time integration of the emotions, the thoughts and the limitations that are coming up. And just there's a, there's a lightness, there's more energy. Uh, we can really connect to people still. We don't need this suffering like, like the way that we're doing it. To really connect to other people, there's another, another way, a deeper way even. So we worked with that and that, that was incredible. And um, there was a lot of integration going on with that. And then I felt we needed to connect doing another type of uh, work with the Taurus. The Taurus is the um, an easy way to connect with your own Taurus right now. If it, it'd be good to look it up on uh, Google Taurus, Taurus field. It's how energy system works. Any, any electromagnetic system has a Taurus around it. Uh, it looks like kind of like a magnetic field. Um, it's a way that we exchange information with the environment. We gain information about the environment from it. So a way you can connect it is just contact and connect to the aura, like a big sphere around your body. You get a sense of what that is, and you're just breathing in through the top of your head, like you're breathing that energy in, in through the central channel of your body and out through your feet, out through the perineum, out through your feet, and then it circles back up into your head and back down again. So the torus is simultaneously going down through our body and also coming up through our body as well. So you can focus on it either way. It's, it's best to focus on it going downwards because you want to bring spiritual energy into, into your feet um, rather than try to escape this reality. We want to really master what's happening in this world uh, with spiritual insight. So we did that and we got the energy field to pump up and I could just tell by the way she was breathing, there's more energy coming. I could feel the energy field pushing on my face. And then we connected into her future self. So I got her to visualize. This is your future self. Feel into it now. The part of you that has healed all these health problems. The part of you that has abundant energy now. The part of you that is just exuberant. That's so happy. The relationship is really going well. You're really connecting with people. You have the energy to do what you want. And there's a smile on her face. She's just lighting up. Uh, there's more energy. The energy feels getting bigger and bigger. There's a finer energy there. And what she's connecting into is a future version of herself, but when it comes to energetics, there is no time. So the biggest version of ourself, the most enlightened version that we will ever be, is already already contactable. It's just in, in this life, it looks like things are linear, but we're actually contacting the energy matrix of, of what we can be already. Um, and what it allows you to feel is the, the elation, the feeling of overcoming the things that seem so difficult and so thick and so molassesy and stuck right now. It's like we'll, we'll, in time we'll have process over this, we'll have uh, triumph over these things, we'll have deep insight. The goals that we want to have that we feel that maybe is so far away or that we can't achieve because we just feel so thick and stuck right now. I can achieve that and I will achieve it. And connecting into that actually makes things less stuck you can move easier and what it also can give you 
is the steps of how to get there. So you can ask intuitively, what step do I need to take right now to make this, for me to walk directly to this feeling right now, to my future self? And um, I can't remember what she got, but she got a very clear answer. And that was, especially when that answer comes from that person and not from me telling something, but from their own intuition, that's it's always more powerful. So when we go through... I think growing up and just uh, our society as it is, in order for, there's this maybe unspoken idea that for you to feel something in the future, you've got to do this, this, and this. You've got to do these things and then you'll feel the thing. You'll feel the elation or the happiness. You can actually do it the other way. You can connect into the future self, connecting to the feeling right now. Like right now, connect into a feeling of just absolute stillness in your heart sense of total peace. Think about the elation that you'll get from the goal that you're currently working on. Achieving that goal, look, the, the elation already is coming. It's already building. So it's already inside. You don't need to achieve these steps to feel the elation. It's already contactable. So you can create the energy feeling, which helps magnetize exactly all the things that you need to create, that future self and that feeling, that liberated self. The thing is, when we come out of the meditation, even though we feel like we've achieved it and it's all good, we still have to do the walking steps. We have to do the leg work. We have to get the, the tire on the road to get things moving. But it's it's really nice feeling to really feel like I can achieve that and this is what it will feel like and this is what I want it to feel like. Uh, and these are the steps I need to do. And, oh, wow, this step here, I didn't even think of that. But my intuition and my future self has given me that information because I'm connecting to the, I'm communicating with the energy of that time, of that space that already exists, but I need to walk there in the physical world. So one of the things about being in this world that we're in, in the physical world, is that things are slower. So to create things is generally much slower than what happens in the mental or the emotional, the spiritual realm. So, you know, we can map out within minutes uh, a pathway of what we want to achieve in our life and, um, you know, steps to do that, you know, rough steps or really fine steps how to do it within minutes or even a day we can do that. So our entire lifetime of work is being mapped out. Although we need to do the leg work now, we need to walk it. So that's the thing that takes time. That's the thing that will bring more obstacles in front of us because it wants to liberate uh, more things inside of us, help us overcome certain karmas, help us bring more latent gifts that are actually waiting in our uh, subconscious or in our spiritual self to drop into the world. Um, we, we're working with our gifts. Um, we're gathering information for future uh, times in our life where that information will ripen. So there's all sorts of things happening on the path to really embodying what's in your spirit and bringing that into the earth, which is the idea. Uh, not trying to escape up into the spiritual realm and bypassing all the emotional and spiritual work, uh, emotional and physical work, the leg work, the embodiment to, that we're meant to do. As I believe, this is my, what my teacher believes too, that we all have a mission and we all have, a, we all have a, a direct or indirect impact upon all of humanity. Um, and I think the, every time that we overcome and we move forward, we make that little bit more of a chink in the, uh, in the armour that we have around us or a bit more of a, a further step into embodying what we want to become and what's in our heart, that has a big impact upon people who are walking a similar path and those who feel like they're really stuck and they don't feel supported 
when we make those choices to move in direction where we're becoming more liberated, it actually helps them also to make that difficult choice to change a pattern that they normally run. So I think that we make it, every time we step forward, we're making changes in a way that we, if we really knew the impact we would have, we would probably do things quite a bit differently. We wouldn't do the things that we know we shouldn't do as much because it influences negatively other people and other situations and events. And when we step forward, the feeling of triumph and um, honour that we have, that we can feel because we're doing the right thing and we're moving into a more wholesome space. So that's, um, that's my healing work today. Uh, that really brought me out of quite a funk that I had uh, gone into uh, today. I'm doing a lot of soul work at the moment. And so whenever you're processing really deep emotions, um, it can take a bit of a toll on the energy levels and things like that. So I do a process to make sure this energy doesn't leak on my clients and things like that, that I'm, in, I'm the best person I can be while I treat them and allow them to, to reveal whatever they need to reveal to be healed. But uh, it, it got me totally out of the funk, connecting into this future version of her, helped me connect into the future version of what I want to create as well. Uh, so I wish you incredible blessings and incredible healing in your life. And I hope this is of great benefit to you. And I will see you next time.